where we empower you to make evidence-based, sustainable, and transformative changes for your health, leading to a more vibrant and fulfilling life. I'm your host, Abby Sacier, a non-diet registered dietitian, certified intuitive eating counselor, and master's graduate from Columbia University. I believe that we can't make lasting or meaningful change single-handedly. So I'm so happy that you're here so that together you can see that a diet-free, sustainable, healthy lifestyle is possible, and you can leverage that to live a better life. And remember my disclaimer, this podcast is meant to give you general information and is not meant to substitute or replace medical advice, a diagnosis, or service treatment. So it has come to my attention that our most downloaded episode, my breakup podcast, How to Get Over a Breakup, we'll link it in the show notes if you haven't heard it, but I assume that most of you have heard it now at this point, was not juicy enough. I have gotten messages like, you're too healed. Like we wanted the drama. We wanted the tea. You were too respectful of your ex. I'm like, y'all, I am not trying to get you know, slapped with a defamation suit right now. Maybe it's because I've been watching suits too much. I'm basically a lawyer at this point, but um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not out here trying to bash my ex online. That's just not the type of person that I am. However, I do have a really interesting story that I think y'all would just love. So in my last relationship, he did not like when I would wear shirts with really puffy sleeves. And if you know me, you know I love a puffy sleeve. Like this is, it just quintessential me. Like I love wearing shirts with puffy sleeves. I feel so myself. I feel so girly and flirty and fun and bubbly and all the things. So I mean, I would wear them anyway in my relationship, but it's really hard to have your partner say like, oh, like you're going to wear that top. Like, can't you wear something else? Like that's really hard. So if you want to discern if a man is right for you, you need to do the puffy sleeve test. And let me tell you what I mean. So I'm not talking to this new guy anymore, but I was talking to this one guy for the last four months or so. And we're, we just decided to be friends, but um, I literally did the puffy sleeve test with him. So we were going on a date and he came early to pick me up and I like wasn't ready yet. And so he's waiting in my kitchen and I was like, okay, like at least you can like help me pick out my outfit. So, um, I was coming out with all, all these different outfit suggestions and, um, he was just so respectful. Like he, he liked every single one. And there was one that he was like, Oh, I don't know if that like matches. And that was his like respectful way of saying like, I don't know if I like that one. And I didn't like how it felt on me either. I was like, mm, this top like doesn't really fit right. And I want to feel really comfortable and confident. So like didn't go with that one. And then I looked at this one white top that I have that has the biggest white puffy sleeves. I've recently posted it on, it on my Instagram so y'all can see it. Like it is actually excessive, but I absolutely love this top. And I was like, I feel like I have to do this puffy sleeve test to see what he thinks about the puffy sleeves. And you can learn a lot about a guy based on how they respond to what you're wearing and the opinions that they have and like the comments that they choose. Because is it really the man's place to be commenting on what you're wearing? No, but you obviously want the person you're with to be like hyping you up. Hello. So I step out of my bedroom and I'm wearing like light wash jeans. 
um, just kind of like straight, straight leg jeans, like not skinny jeans or anything. And this white top that has more of like a uh, fitted bodice part and then these like excessive white sleeves. Y'all, this man stood up. He was sitting on like my island chairs in my kitchen, stood up, slapped his hands on the table on my island, turned to me and was like, oh my God, you look amazing. He runs over to me starts like touching the shirt sleeves. He's like, I love these sleeves. Oh my gosh. Like this, you have to wear this tonight. This looks so good. Y'all, I actually started to tear up in that moment. And I said, I didn't explain this whole story of like my ex used to like hate the puffy sleeves and whatever. And I just like looked him in the eye and I was like, thank you so much. Like you have no idea how much that means to me. And Truly, like he really didn't know how much that meant to me. So even though you know we're just gonna be friends and like we're not talking anymore, like that that moment was so healing for me. And so if you're talking to somebody right now and you're not sure if they're right for you, you just need to do the puffy sleeve test. And I think that will will be a big indicator for you. So today we're gonna be talking about intuitive eating <laughs> transition. Um, transition. I always have to give y'all a little, little life update, uh, before we dive into our programming for today, but y'all know we have relaunched, revamped the business, done uh, a rebrand of be about being better. And we are now officially a non-diet coaching company that is aligned with intuitive eating and health at every size principles. So, um, which we have been this way for a long time, but with the rebrand, like we just wanted to really make everything official and um and just make that very clear on our website and with our messaging just making sure that things are consistent because you know when we started our business 5 years ago we weren't always that way but i am so focused on helping you all sustain a healthy lifestyle over the long term we we can't not embrace a non-diet approach a weight neutral approach because after my 5 years of coaching people hundreds of clients all over the world both men and women the rate limiting step to being able to, st- to sustain a healthy lifestyle over the long term was diet culture, was people falling back into restrictions, shaming themselves, excessive exercise, being at too much of a caloric deficit, shaming themselves for eating good or bad foods and just not having a healthy relationship with food or their body. So, like, yes, they could keep up with healthy habits with willpower and discipline, but they were shaming themselves through, through life. And it's just honestly no way to live. And honestly, it's not sustainable. So the more that I have learned about sustainability and the more that I've coached people, it's like, oh, wow, we really need to embrace intuitive eating in a non-diet approach. So I'm really excited to align our company officially in this way. So I wanted to make this episode about two of the most important intuitive eating principles that you really need to start out with and are very foundational. So if you have dabbled with intuitive eating and you've heard about it, you're curious about it, or if you have been practicing this for a while, maybe you've gone through some of our programs and you feel like, all right, I'm doing the intuitive eating thing. If you do not have these two principles like down, obviously everything's a journey. No day's going to look perfect. This stuff comes up. But if you are not really making these the cornerstones of your relationship with food, then we have to revisit these. We need to strengthen this foundation because these two principles are the bedrock 
of intuitive eating. Number one, honoring your hunger. And number two, feeling your fullness, respecting your fullness. Intuitive eating, as we know, it was founded by two registered dietitians, Evelyn Tribal and Elise Reich back in 1995. It's a health at every size line, weight neutral model for approaching health. Intuitive eating is really a self-care eating framework. It's more than just intuitive or it's more than just mindful eating. Mindful eating is like a part of intuitive eating. Like when you're actually sitting down to eat, yes, you should be mindfully eating, but Intuitive eating takes things one step, several steps further than just mindful eating because it extends beyond just the act of eating. It takes it one step further to reject dieting and to really make peace with food. Like mindful eating, you could be mindfully eating and being really present, eating one almond a day. I had a friend in high school who would literally only eat three strawberries a day. I mean, she was in the thick of an eating disorder, but... um, yeah, and she mind she savored those strawberries because she knew that that was the, the that was only the amount of food that she was allotting herself that day, and obviously that's very disordered. But you would look at her eating and be like, "Wow, she's really mindful with those three strawberries." But that doesn't mean that she was intuitively eating. Clearly, she was not, and she was suppressing all of her hunger cues. She wasn't nourishing herself. So, intuitive eating really takes things several steps forward. And intuitive eating has an exercise movement component, which we've talked about on the podcast, uh, to move your body in a way that feels good and really feel that difference versus militant, formal, traditional like exercise. So it's more than just mindful because you're rejecting this, this diet mentality and you are listening to your body's biological cues and with that, you're responding out of care, love, and respect for yourself. That's what intuitive eating can really help you with. And it helps you build trust back with your body because you're turning inward to listen to what your body is telling you and trusting that versus relying on external cues or diet culture or any sort of meal plan or workout plan to tell you what's best for your body and what to do. Your body is so smart. It will tell you what it needs. We just have to listen and we need to remove anything that is suppressing those biological cues from, from surfacing to, to, to give us those indicators. So the, the first intuitive eating principle that you really have to get is honoring your hunger. And so if you're waiting to eat until your stomach is growling, you have waited too long to eat. You have missed other subtle signs before that that were indicators that your, your body needed fuel. It needed nourishing. And really, we shouldn't be going longer than about three hours without, without eating. Um, so if you don't feel hungry all day and then suddenly you're ravenous – and you kind of either binge or overeat or you're just so ravenously hungry and you need to eat everything in sight at the end of your day, you have waited too long to eat. You've missed cues. And maybe you've been doing that for so long that your body has eventually stopped sending you cues. Like it takes energy for your body to send you these biological cues. So if it's over time, over an extended period of time, if it's sending out these cues and, and nothing's coming back, like think about, you know, 
texting someone that you're talking to, if you keep sending text, 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 and they're not responding, eventually you're going to stop sending them messages. Because like, why would I put this effort in if I'm not getting anything back in return where your body's the same way? It's sending you all of these cues that, that it's hungry and it needs it needs food, it needs fuel, it needs nourishing, it's crying out to you. And if you're not fueling yourself, if you're not responding to those cues, eventually, and especially in states of starvation and being underfueled consistently, your body will start to conserve energy as a survival mechanism and your body will stop sending you those cues and literally start shutting down. And this is also your metabolism slowing and shutting down, which this is not good. This is not healthy. This is not what your body really wants to be doing, but it's doing that out of survival. So it might take you a little bit to get those hunger cues kind of up and running again if this is you and you have been restricting for so long. However, I find that honestly with most people, they are feeling hunger cues. They just don't know what the other subtle signs of hunger are and feel like in their body because they're just rushing around all day, stressed with work and traveling around and just kind of frenzied throughout their day. So definitely listen to my last solo episode about how to stay healthy with a busy corporate schedule because you need a lot of those tips. A lot of people aren't feeling those cues because they're just rushing around and they don't sense those cues, uh, but they also might not know what they are. So I wanted to list out what are the signs of hunger that may be more subtle because like I said, if you are waiting until your stomach is growling to eat, then you have waited too long. So you might be, some of these subtle signs of hunger might be irritability, lack of focus. You might feel really tired or fatigued. You might feel lightheaded. You might actually start to have some blurred vision. Uh, You might have a headache. Some people feel a stomach ache or a throat ache. You might feel cold. And you might be lacking productivity. You might not be able to get as much done in a block of time than if you were actually nourished because your body does not have enough energy, does not have enough fuel, and it's looking for some fuel. So these would be the signs to look for and listen to. And it's not just a sign to take a break, but it's a sign to actually eat something and and nourish your body because these are signs of hunger, headache, irritability, hangry. Being hangry is a real thing. And I know y'all have about that, but like lightheadedness, blurred vision, just like lack of focus, like just feeling cold, tired, all of those things like your body is is looking for energy. So those would be the things to, to listen to. And it's important that you honor that. Diet culture tells us that when we feel hungry, this is something to suppress. And it's a sense of accomplishment to be hungry. But it really isn't. It's going to wreak havoc on your metabolism. Skipping meals and ignoring your hunger cues can have you gain weight and weight cycle. It can lead to binges later on. Binges and overindulges with nutrition always happen because of some form of restriction. And so you want to make sure that you're letting go of whatever that restriction is and you are honoring that earlier on so it can prevent you from overeating and feeling totally ravenous later on. Because we know when we feel ravenous with food, we're out of control with it and we don't feel our our sense of fullness. We end up eating 
too quickly. Our body doesn't have enough time to catch up. It takes about 20 minutes for our body to actually catch up and tell us that we're full. So if we're eating so quickly, we don't give ourselves that 20 minutes for our body to catch up. So we end up eating past the point of fullness. We feel very uncomfortable, overstuffed, and then that can lead to a lot of guilt and shame. So which makes us just want to like restrict even more, which is going to just keep feeding into the problem. And y'all, I have said it before and I will say it again and again and again. This happens so much on Thanksgiving. Like why do people wait until 3 p.m. to eat their first bite of food? We're like waiting for this big meal and then we're hyping it up. We're building it up. Like we have a whole season to like build up this one meal. And then we end up feeling so much guilt and shame afterwards because we just ate so fast because we were so hungry. It's like eat breakfast on Thanksgiving. It is not going to ruin the meal. It'll actually allow you to be more in touch with your body's cue so you can savor the meal and you don't like need to eat, but you're able to enjoy what you're eating and savor it and eat slower because we know when we approach a meal and we're so hungry, we're shoveling it in and we don't even like really remember what we're eating. We're barely tasting it. We're just trying to to get fed versus dining and enjoying your experience and having the food nourish your body versus just throwing it at your body. So, and also your body doesn't digest that as well when it gets no food for so long and then bam, like so much food. Like it, it really is not good on the system. So it's better for you to eat about every three hours and start to eat when you have these more subtle signs of hunger versus waiting until your stomach growls. You'll have more control over food, like if, if you feel like food is making you just feel out of control, you actually need to be eating more often. And we'll have another episode on you not being able to have like certain foods in the house because you will binge on them. I, I definitely want to talk about that more because that's kind of a different concept, but I'm talking about like if you don't eat all day and then you feel super ravenous, like you are waiting too long to eat and you really need to be honoring your hunger earlier on and listening to those subtle cues. So that would be my action step for you all is to start to feel like what subtle hunger feels like in your body. And can you eat at that point versus waiting until your stomach is growling and you're totally ravenous? Then, because we know intuitive eating principles have to be working in conjunction with each other and you're employing multiple intuitive eating principles at the same time for them to be effective, you need to then be respecting your fullness, feeling your fullness. So when you wait to eat and you're so ravenous and you're eating so quickly, you don't have time to check in with yourself because your body's not, it doesn't have enough time to like let the food sit in to then give you the feedback cues that it's had enough. So you need to slow down when you're eating and you're able to do that when you actually start eating earlier on versus waiting until you're you're super, super hungry. So when you eat slower, when you start to put your fork down in between bites, you can ask yourself different questions. How does this feel in my body? How does this taste? What's the mouth feel? Am I enjoying this? What do I love about this? How does this feel in my body? And am I satisfied? Am I done? Am I full? Have I had enough? And so you have the opportunity when you slow down to check in with yourself and then stop eating when you feel comfortably full versus eating so quick and so fast because you're so hungry that you end up 
stopping eating when you're uncomfortably full, when you feel physically sick. So when we slow down when we're eating, this can allow us to check in with ourselves and stop eating sooner where we're full, we're satisfied, and we're not overstuffed. That's how we want to feel. And I feel like I get this a lot where people are part of the clean plate club and they grew up in a household. And I know that this was me where you were told you couldn't get up from the table until you finished all your food, or you were told that you couldn't have dessert until you finished all your vegetables. And even though these rules are well-intentioned by caretakers and parents, these rules actually lead to a disordered relationship with food in the future. And people feel a lot of pressure to finish everything on their plate. They're not respecting their fullness cues and they're training themselves to finish everything on their plate. And if you think about it, if you just have a couple bites of food on your plate, I know it might feel silly to get it to go box or put that in a Tupperware to save it. But if you weren't going to eat those few bites of food on your plate, where would you put them? You probably would throw them out. So if you're not throwing out that food because you don't want to waste it and you're eating it instead, you're treating your body like a garbage can. And you're not showing care, love, and respect for your body. Not only are you probably eating past your point of fullness, but you're treating your body like a dumping car because your body's not asking for those extra bites. And there's things that we can do to prevent a lot of extra food waste, you know, meal planning and prepping. Definitely download our, our free guide. I always link it up in the show notes, like almost every episode, I feel like we're talking about it. But downloading that so you can meal plan and prepping grocery shop better and smarter, that will help you to have less food waste. And starting to dive into these intuitive principles, you'll learn what your body needs to be nourished. And you'll actually start to prep portions that your body agrees with. And we also just have to get over the fact that like, it is okay. It might seem silly to get a little thing of Tupperware out, but that is showing your body more respect than it is to eat past the point of fullness and treat your body like a dumping ground for those few bites. So yes, it might feel silly, but like what's more uncomfortable, like getting a little piece of Tupperware or asking for a box at a restaurant for just a couple of bites or the uncomfortableness we feel when we eat past the point of fullness and feel a lot of guilt and shame over not listening to our body's cues. So yes, both can kind of be uncomfortable, but if you want to heal your relationship with food, what's what's going to be your uncomfortable? Which are you going to choose? So that's the seed that I want to plant. And I know that this is really hard. And so this is why uh, we actually have gotten rid of all of our coaching programs, like the Be About Being Better Academy, like my first coaching program. Oh, like it was my baby and what we started with five years ago, but we have retired all of our old coaching programs. And we actually only have one group coaching program now, and it's called the Better Together Program. And it's a six month program where we officially ditch diet culture and embrace a more intuitive, joyful, and sustainable way of living. And we actually dive into all of these principles and our body image and our dieting beliefs, beliefs about our bodies. And again, all of these intuitive eating principles, and we learn to internalize them and apply them to our lives. So if you're someone that really struggles with the clean plate club and really struggles to feel your fullness and 
respect that and you really struggle with your busy job or just with your busy lifestyle to take the time to slow down when you're eating and you're really struggling to get in a groove to meal prep so that you have the snacks and meals ready available so that you can honor your hunger. Or if you're just feeling a lot of resistance with the intuitive eating principles, but you know that it is better for you or something you want to lean into and you want to heal your relationship with food in your body, but you're not really sure how, or you've been like following for a while and you're just struggling to implement all of these things, this program is for you. It is a program really centered around diving into these principles more deeply and having really honest and raw discussions with the group on how diet culture has affected us and why this stuff is so hard and how we can support each other in cultivating a more non-diet approach. So we're actually going to be going through the intuitive eating workbook together that the two registered dietitians that really invented intuitive eating developed. And that'll be about half of our time together. And then once we go through that curriculum for the first three months, then you'll get a lot of coaching on how do we apply these principles in our lives. And after working on these intuitive eating principles, because we know that it takes time and there's a lot of stuff on the journey, how do we start to apply this to other scenarios in our lives to make sure that it is sustainable. And once we, you know, get to later months in the program, you'll start to realize like, oh, wow, I'm not plagued by all of these negative thoughts about my body. I'm not thinking about a food so much. I'm not obsessing about the number on the scale. I'm not shaming myself for not not showing up for that workout, like I actually feel really content. I feel like I feel like I have freed up mental headspace, freed up mental real estate. Now you're able with that freed up space to devote that time, energy, attention, and focus to other areas of your life that are going to move the needle. This is what's going to allow you to be about being better and make an impact in your life and really experience more joy and vibrancy and quality relationships and more purpose. So the way that I've structured this program is through our better method. And the program is six months. Better has six letters. So each month of the program has a different letter associated. Like month one, B, we're going to be beginning with baseline. We're going to kind of take stock of of your dieting history and your health and your habits and really starting strong. Then month two, we're going to be embracing intuitive eating, learning more about these principles and diving deeper. And then we're going to be transforming your thoughts and really diving into the stories that you tell yourself, your beliefs about yourself and and weight and your body image and just you as a person and your self-worth. And then we'll work towards T month four, transcend in real life, translating these intuitive eating principles into real life scenarios so that you can really sustain this lifestyle. And when life is just lifing and life comes up and we got holidays and we're sick and family emergencies, how do we avoid going back to diet culture and excessive exercise and caloric restriction? And then we have E for month five, where we embrace more joy. Once we're kind of living in this easier lifestyle and more intuitive lifestyle, we can embrace more joy in our lives. And then finally, our rediscover purpose, where I'm helping you get to that next level of your life and help you 
with your finances and your career and your calling and your vision and mission and purpose in life and your uh, gifts and talents and your relationships and just deeper things with your health, oh, it's going to be so good. And the rate limiting step for all of this, the first step is that we have to ditch diet culture and start to embrace a non-diet approach. And how we do that is through intuitive eating. So that's what this program is all about. And this is our only group coaching program right now. And I'll link it up in the show notes and we're in open enrollment and we will start mid-September, like after Labor Day. And uh, y'all, I'm just, I'm so excited about this. I'm excited to have this framework. I'm excited to go through this curriculum of intuitive eating and to facilitate really awesome group discussions with you all. Cause we all have a unique dieting history and we have so much to offer and you can learn. So I, I know from coaching group programs for the last five years, like how much we really need that we need community and you need people in your life and in your corner that are going to embrace these, these non-diet approaches because you probably have people in your life that are in the thick of diet culture and are always shaming their body and it can be really triggering and hard to be around. So you need people in your life that share these same beliefs and share a motivation to break away from all of that and develop something that is sustainable. And you can find that in your online community. And we've been able to cultivate that through Be About Being Better for these amazing communities and awesome group chats, all of the things for the last five years. So I know the power of community and that's why I love group coaching. And there's so much to learn when you're around like-minded individuals that you know have different histories, but a same end goal in mind that we want to break up with diet culture and heal our relationship with food in their body. And I'm just excited for this curriculum. This is going to be different than all of our programs in the past. So if you've gone through the Be About Being Better Academy, if you've gone through our Begin Better, like this is going to be different and this will serve you and help you officially break up with diet culture, learn more fully about intuitive eating and really get you to the next level for yourself, your health, your happiness, and your life. So head to the show notes, definitely learn more about the program and join. We have several different payment options. DM me or email me too, but DM me if you have any questions about the program or want to hop on a call to talk about it. I'd be more than happy to uh, to answer your questions and learn more about you and see if this is the right fit for you. I am really excited about this program. So if anything in this episode inspired you or got you thinking like, oh, this is really good, but I'm going to need accountability with this or like, oh, this is good, but and there's something there, some form of resistance or a question, you might need this program to help work through those things and answer those things and really integrate these principles into your life, especially these foundational ones, but we'll be focusing on all of them too. So thank you all for listening to this and for sharing this episode. And if you feel good about your relationship, there's somebody in your life that needs this episode or needs this program, please send this to them, send them to our website, send them my Instagram page so that they can explore to see if this this is for them. And I'd be happy to get on a call with them too and get to know them and see if working together makes sense. So thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being part of this Be About Being Better community. And I'm just, I'm so excited for what can be available to each of you. Just the level of joy, the quality of relationships, just the abundance that is in store for you once you officially break up with diet culture and embrace intuitive eating. Because I've seen it for myself and I've seen it in several clients, how amazing and fruitful it is. And I'm excited for you to experience that too. All right, y'all. I'll see you in the next episode.
Hey, y'all. Thanks again for listening to the Be About Being Better podcast. I so appreciate you. If this episode made you laugh, smile, think about yourself or your life differently, in any way making your life better, I empower you to share the show with three people who, just like you, need to hear this message and have this type of transformation in their lives. I personally read all the reviews of the show and see the Instagram story shares and honestly gives me so much joy to see that our mission is making people's lives better and the reviews really do help in increasing our impact so thank you so much for taking the time to do that if you need personalized support with anything discussed in today's episode or need help creating a sustainable diet-free lifestyle take my quiz it's linked below in the show notes and that quiz will help you see which one of our coaching programs is right for you thank you so much again for listening and here's to being about being better